When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey guys, just before we get underway, just want to let you know that we've had to make some last-minute changes to the podcast as we had a whole section on Paddy Cripps being suspended. That's now been overturned, um, and so I've had to do some last-minute editing to take those bits out. So if there's any parts that feel a little bit uh, inconsistent, just taking out advice on what to do with the absent Paddy Cripps, who is now free to play. Welcome back to the Dr. Supercoach podcast. You're on once again with Cheezo. Dr. Supercoach powered again by Code Sports, our lovely partners at Code. With me tonight to talk all things Supercoach, it is Pistol, mate. It's getting towards the end of the season. Are you battling on? Are you still flying up the ranks like you've been bragging for the last fortnight? (laughs) Talk to me, mate. How was your week? I jinxed it, I think. I, as soon as don't I said, say that word. I know. As, oh as soon as I said last week that I was in a great spot with Taranto as my cover, um, <laughs> somehow Taranto on the you know Friday has delayed concussion symptoms and is a late out, which limits my loopholing capabilities of my team. And I was like, okay, not too bad. Um, but you know, as all hot streaks come to an end, yeah, having. Tom Stewart and Zach Merritt, uh, Sean Darcy, <laughs> like all the players with really low scores. Um, led to my first rank drop in a while. I scored 2-4, 2-8 and fell to 7.5K. So not a great week, Chizo. And, and what's worse is because Taranto had delayed concussion symptoms, he's going to be the first mm. player this season, I think, to miss multiple weeks with concussion because now he's, he's out this week and that's not great for my side. <laughs> Yeah, particularly uh, uh, when you could be needing his cover. Mate, I had a 25-11. I was actually at 25-30 until um, I think it was – who got – Laird got scaled down by like 1,000 points. Yeah. And it cost me so many league wins. It was 
like very very close like i was getting within a point or two and i like uh i needed one point of scaling to win one match up and i actually dropped down by like 17 points which was like really really disappointing um but the patented chizo chase down is on once again in 2022 pistol i'm only 50 odd points behind jb now he's struggling i've got to trade up my sleeve i could make some moves He's probably got Bazo coming onto the field in the next couple of weeks, uh, and I'm nearly going to crack that top 10k pistol. So uh, I'm feeling a little bit—I don't want to say up and about. I'm feeling uh, really um, bullish on my end <laughs> of the season. You're in a good spot mate. to, to chase JB uh, down. I think you've got him. No, no, not in a good spot. Fantastic the universe, spot. We did the not hear spot. Pistol say that. Okay. <laughs> I need everyone listening. I need your love and your energy. We're going to just evaporate what Pistol just said. Um, we do have some... We've actually got a, a patron that signed up uh, even Fantastic. this late into the season. And I just want to say, Russell back. we appreciate you, mate. Thanks for joining the family and becoming part of Slack and jumping in. Uh, we certainly appreciate you. And we've had a donation for donuts. Uh, Louise... Oh, Louise. Oh, my God. That's a donation. Louis Vesico... <laughs> Brucey, you big dumb fool. And you know what? Cheezo, you big dumb fool. That's 10 bucks. Um, pistol. Yes. Super couch. That's This is the quickest is housekeeping we've ever done because it's an important week. And we're going to leave the important things to talk about, maybe just tantalizing towards, to, to draw our listeners towards the end of the podcast. To start <laughs> off with, we're going to cut, uh, do the, the boring stuff. Two weeks to go, Pistol. We've got a few names on the chopping block. We talked about Short and Crisp last week. You projected that Crisp would have a little bit of a bounce back with the changes going on at Collingwood. There's still names on the list that we're... Are we close enough to the end of the season if we've got a trade left and we've got no other dramas? Get rid of them this week and try and get through, you know, with the cover you've got for the final round. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people... Well, not a lot, but there are people that have um, two trades left going into this week. And I think now's kind of the time... To use them, I think you'll be in a position to know now if you're going to you know, cop a complete zero by having no bench cover going into the mm. final round, or if your bench is playing, you probably have a, a good gist of that. Um, and look, I short short's got to go. Like if if you have him, I, I don't really know. He's he's been scoring like eighties and seventy seven last week from the midfield. It's even with a somewhat decent role he's not scoring points like his dream team super coach ratio is awful he's a, not a premium super coach scorer at the moment so uh, in my opinion he's gone even yeah it, it's it's pretty funny because crisp had a massive bounce back in terms of like how he played and we kind of expected that with adams to go out so he's he's leapfrog short on my you know number one trade out option list chizo yeah, yeah. Are, are you still concerned with um, Crisp? I know you projected that with the changes that um, he was someone that you are not really forcing out of your side at this stage. You know, they, they've had uh, Callum Brown, Oliver Henry and Will Kelly as the listed ins for the Sunday um, game. Not so much has changed. If he's putting up 105s with his return back to that similar role, I know he's named on halfback, Um but is he still actually on the chopping block for you? Or, you know, if we're getting 100, 105 out of him, is that 
worth the trade to get out? Yeah, so you could still trade him out just because Collingwood's fixtures are not super kind. I mean, I don't yeah. think Swans at the SCG is a nice fixture for Crisp. I mean, a, a lot of the time you see him bursting through that centre, taking a couple of bounces, um, hopefully having a shot and goal. And he just won't have that space at all at the SCG. So whether or not his role is good, it's not a good matchup at all. And it, against Carlton, it's not like that much better. I mean, depending on who's playing in the Carlton side and if they have half a midfield or a whole midfield. But um, mm. it's not it's not easy. And I think um, whilst it's still trade short first, if you don't have short or you've already got rid of short, it's it's totally fine to still stay trade crisp out Chizo. Yeah. Um, another thing that I'm sort of notion- noticing with Short is he's getting a f- maybe 5% less time on ground as the season has progressed. Uh, even when he did move into the midfield, he was still getting like 84, 85, 81, 81, 86, 86. So kind of mid-80s. And the last, let's say the last month, he's gone 74, 81, 79, 77. Um, even if he does have that return to form and he does seem to, to get those points in, in, in quarters and then goes missing... It also seems like he's just kind of tailing off in terms of potentially match fitness towards the end of the season, um, which is something that's not overly appealing as well. And the other guy that I've noticed people want to trade out is Sean Darcy. I mean, he has not been in the best form. I think that's uh, kind to say, given he's had a three-round average of 81 and a five-round average of 89. However, he's... The type of guy that we know can put out like a, a, a 170 score. And whilst he might not do it against Nick Nat this week, um, potentially up against a Prusless GWS in the final round of the year, stranger things have happened. I, I think just his potential to absolutely explode. It's not like Crisp or Short have the potential to go 150 plus. So I, I'd be holding him over the others. However, if you don't have them or you've already removed them on, there's definitely a world in which trading out Darcy, you know, swinging in English into that that forward line and bringing in a, uh, a forward or a midfielder if you're lucky or a defender if you're extra lucky um, for Darcy could also be a play. So that's something yeah. to, to keep in mind depending on where you've got your DPP set up. Isn't it strange that we've gone from the end of 2021 where he was the hottest commodity to the end of 2022 <laughs> where we're not discussing his potential for missing games through injury, we're solely focused on his inadequacy in terms of point generation. That's, it's, 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 Look, it's, I don't know. It's, it's bizarre, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. Yeah, the, the Rucks have been drama the whole season and they haven't given up on us yet. They're, they're going to give us drama until the very end, I think. Yeah. Are we starting Grundy when he, uh, he lines up for Geelong next year? Oh, depends if he's if he's if he's lining <laughs> up for for Melbourne. Who knows? Could kill all of our yeah. options. I mean, poor re- bloke's going to be third string behind Jackson and Gorn. Oh, oh, I think I think uh, if, if Grundy goes, Jackson's going to ruin Darcy <laughs> as an option. So, we, um, oh yeah, that's true. It, that would that would be exceptionally interesting. Uh, I think that is the biggest push we needed to finally remove the second ruck slide, as I mentioned last week, and and potentially really get a utility spot instead. You're really pushing 
on that. Like, if I saw you buy a car, it'd have to be a Ute because you're all about that utility. <laughs> hey, mate, the the we're, we're talking about sh- um, short and crisp in terms of trade out options. Uh, one of the previous players that we've been um, mentioning to get in was Stewart last week, just the 48 after getting a forward tag from Machito Owens. Is that something that we can take into the future uh, in terms of his upcoming weeks? If that forward tag continues, we've got the likes of Rich this week that'll probably get it, and maybe a Lloyd or a Blakely if you have them the week after that that might get that forward tag if it continues too. Um, is there any, if, if Short and Crisp are not so much of your problem, if you've got Rich there that's already had an up and down season, and is there any kind of merit to, to trying to get ahead of the curve and and not get stuck with a, a 48 from Rich this week? Yeah, look, I mean, obviously anyone can get the tag. It could be Zorko. You'd think it would be Rich from from Brisbane. It would just kind of make the most logical sense. Not that everything's always logical. But if you're in an elimination, as everyone would be if they've made finals to this point, a prelim final, and it's a must win and you don't have these other weak spots in your side and you want to maybe create a differential for yourself um trading out rich i think could work in your favor to try and avoid a really low score this week uh definitely not like my number one priority move but a move that if you have the trades it's something that i would consider i mean look there's there's two rounds left right so copying a 48 let's say he scores 50 ease of numbers um you know, if, even if he scores a 50 this week and, a, and 120 next week, you know, that's that's not a good average across the last two games. So um, I'd be trying to trade him if if that's in that rare circumstance um, to a player that's, you know, capable of scoring 200 points across the final two weeks of the season. Yeah, and I think that's a really important point you make there is that when we're assessing these options and doing sideways trades like we're sort of uh, suggesting as an option, you've really got to think about it as a two-week season, like it's you're trying to score as many points as you can in the preseason or something like that. In terms of if there's anyone at risk of being tagged or getting attention and, you know, that if you can move these type of guys on to someone that, you know, short, uh, sorry, short, Stewart's had a, a price drop after his, uh, his 48, might be within the realms of being able to grab hold of him um, for for Rich, if you've got a couple of trades or something like that, could be a, a nice move in that sort of aspect. There's a lot of really, really good defensive premiums that are at a really generous price right now. It feels like earlier in the mm. season where you have like Doherty at 500K, you still have Dawson at 550, Sicily's at 540, which is really great value. Um, Angus Brayshaw, last three, you know, getting more midfield time, has a, a 119 average for 540 as well. Um they, there's some really quality players without a massive price tag. I mean, even the likes of like Houston has a good two round draw. You know, he's got. I'm Ed, waiting. He's got Essendon this week and Adelaide the week after. I'm waiting. So I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say Hall. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I'm, I'm waiting for you to, to say the one that I earmarked a few weeks ago and has now got a three round average of 124. And you're deliberately not mentioning him. I could be Adam Saad. Yeah, Saad. I mean, he's, he's Adam he's, he's, Saad. He's, JB, JB's got on him and he's been happy. I mean, the problem is, as part of his two games, he's got Melbourne and Carlton. So I wouldn't mm. be I wouldn't be pushing. He's, got, he's playing Carlton in round two. Sorry, Collingwood. Collingwood. I'm thinking <laughs> Collingwood's for the place. Carlton. Yeah, uh, it's it's not a lot of ball down I'm back. Just you reckon? Fully looking at the fixtures at this point in time. Um, I think that's yeah. probably the 
the best way to play it, but I would be avoiding the, the Swannies just in case you cop that tag in that final week, um, which yeah. automatically rules them out as options. Um, so, yeah, definitely try and, where you can, <laughs> avoid those types of players. I will say Himmelberg I would be avoiding this week just based on the ins. Um, it's it's always incredibly hard to judge GWS, but... Um, you know they they brought in Stein and that's not great when they're bringing in a key defender um, when you you're waiting on Himmelberg to play as a as a backman uh, mm. with Proust going out it's just not it's, it's not a great look I, I I can't really see all of you know Stein Keefe um, Haynes and Sam Taylor and Himmelberg all down back I, I think where yeah. unfortunately owners are going to copper Himmelberg you know, half forward this this week. Pistol, I'm going to let you walk into an open net here. Short and Crisp are both 440K or thereabouts. Let's say you've got 10K in the bank to uh, to go up to Stephen May at 45700 There's a couple of names that you might consider sidewaysing there. Do you see any that take your fancy? Oof. That's it's It's an ugly price range. Uh, <laughs> There's one name. I know you want to say it. Is it, you, is it Lockie Whitfield? It? <laughs> it is. Tell me, tell me about your thoughts on Lockie uh, Whitfield, my friend, as a replacement. So, Lockie Whitfield looked amazing last week. His run and carry. But how was he bursting. walking? Oh man, it's just it's 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 not fun um, talking about Whitfield this season. I've been on the wrong side so often. But look, he looked really good. I I think. I don't know. I don't know what to think, Chizo. At that price, is probably the best high ceiling option. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't get the Zorko option just in case he cops the tag instead of Rich. I feel like that's yeah. not great. Um, so yeah, that's <laughs> he's he's probably the cheapest best player available. Unfortunately, mm. yeah. And 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 when we're talking about this, I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. kind of guys the ceiling is something that we're looking for yeah you know in those names surrounding them like a jack scrimshaw scrimshaw brennan cox darcy burn jones the guys that kind of stand out are Stephen may and Lockie fit that have that pedigree of having big 120 plus scores so if you are going to take a punt and you don't have any cash and that's something that you want to do um certainly I mean, two two weeks of Lockie Whitfield could be worse. Yeah, I, I don't think I would take a pun on Isaac Cumming, even though I just said Himmelberg's move forward. I mean, then Cumming takes the kickouts and he's at like a 100 average option. It's just too risky. 
Like I, mm. I think if you can scrap for even someone like Hall with the ceiling, that's you know it's available. I hate it, but I love it. But I hate it all at the same time at that price range. I, I probably still pick Houston over him to be honest. I mean Essendon yeah. and Adelaide are two really really good fixtures for Port. So I'm all, I'm all aboard Port players for the final two weeks of the season. Yeah, yeah, I certainly agree with that, um, mate. Another one that's kind of been confusing me with uh, the tail end of the season, and that's Jackson McRae. This is a sort of form line that we have not seen in five years. Not even that. I think his second year he was like 110 plus. The what is going on at the Bulldogs that we always seem to see one of their midfielders cycling through? a period where they just have a terrible role. And McRae is the guy, the dependable guy, that doesn't really have the attributes to do anything else but be a midfield gun. And yet it's it seems to me watching the game that he might be spending a little bit of time out of the centre, and that really confuses me. I don't think it's a hot take to say McRae after rounds, what is it, like round five, has not been that good for our super coach teams. Like, yes, he started incredibly well with a, a five-round average of 135, but since that point onwards, it's only gone like 114 for the season. And it, especially in the last half of the season, he's not put together a good string of scores. I mean, he's got a five-round average of 101, but even before that, you know, he's he had a, a 123 and a 155, and then there was another three games just pe- peppering the 100 mark. So... Mm. Overall, not being super impressive for a really long period of time. I mean, I don't think that's a fluke either, given coincides right when Liberatore was getting back to his full fitness and Liber started getting midfield time at, in round five, but that was a week Bontempelli was playing sore, so Bont didn't get midfield time. And then since then, McRae's, I guess, increased his wing time where he's not a prolific scorer, and now he finds himself right at the end of the season as... I'd hate to say it, but maybe the least damaging of the Bulldogs midfielders. So he's the one yeah. now suffering the most. I mean, 36% CBAs at this stage of the season, not good Chizo. And then couple you know, couple that in with there's a Lockie Ash tag to go around for the Bulldogs this week. Not sure who will get it. I gut feel Bailey Smith. It still could be McRae. And then in round 23, they play Hawthorne, and there's been a McGuinness tag going around as well. So yeah. again, could be Bailey Smith, probably is him both times, but it could be McRae. Um, it, it sounds crazy to, to think, hey, who's my worst midfielder? And the answer to a lot of that you know, question this year, it, it might be McRae, in which case, if you're doing your upgrades and you've got those two trades and you don't have other issues, it, you might want to consider trading up McRae. Yeah. I, I never thought I would say that in... I thought there would be a point where he just wouldn't be good enough to make our starting score the following year. And the previous year, we'd be like, you know, this is our swan song with McRae. I never thought we'd be at a situation where we're considering getting rid of McRae. It It is bizarre. I mean, you, you want to keep him for that ceiling because he's got it. But to be honest, he, he just hasn't really hit it in the last 10 rounds. It's... It's had one good game, like one really good super coach game in, in, in yeah. 10 weeks. It's it's not quite good enough at this stage of the yeah. year. So, yeah, look, I, 
unless something drastically happens with the Bulldogs uh, midfielders next season, I don't see how you could even start McRae next year in Supercoach, let alone you know want him going into these final two rounds. I think he's a strong candidate as a, as a trade-out option. You know, If you missed one of the big boys, you missed a Laird or you missed a, a Took, um, these guys are far and away better options. But Cheezo, do you have your eye on any other midfielders that aren't, you know, maximum price big guns, you know, that could do well over the final two weeks of the season? Look, it's a great question. Um, if I'm getting rid of McRae, I'm actually working in a, a sort of like a confined space in many ways because he's fallen down to 545k. So I'll give you 575 not... to play with. <laughs> 5 575, okay. Um good, I like Sammy Walsh. <laughs> I like Sammy Walsh. Um particularly if he's left as the number 1 mid. Um Parish coming back, I really liked. I saw that 120 for him last week and the only thing that sort of worries me is that Essendon are both brought back Caldwell and Dylan Shield this week, uh, which are potentially going to, you know, they're two big guns that go into that rotation mm. that um, may impact him. It hasn't seemed to impact him massively in the past because they seem to prioritise him as that midfielder now that we've been begging for a long period of time. So I'm not super disappointed with that. Uh, within the price range is Andy Brayshaw, Pistol. And you mentioned Lockie Ash before in round 23. Um, he's probably the one that's going to get the, the Lockie Ash tag. Um, yeah, that's straight away so rules him out for me. Gone. Like yeah, I couldn't exactly. select him. Any risk of something like that, um, and I'm just putting a line straight through it. Um, in terms of those that are uh, cheaper than that, there's probably not many names that I like the look of. So if you're giving me up until 575, um, Walsh, Mills, because of his ceiling, uh, but he's, t- he's slowed down a little bit in recent weeks um, with Darcy Parrish thrown in there as well. If you don't have Jordan Dawson and it, it, the DPP helps you in some way, maybe... Um, you're a little bit thin in the back line and you, you just that, it's your last trade. You want to shore yourself up. There's also the potential of something like that as well. 100%. I think the only other name, well, there's, there's a couple names that I could look at. Just targeting the Port Adelaide fixtures. I mean, Wines hasn't been mm. phenomenal, but I feel like he's a relatively safe bet to pop out to 110s. Um, and he's he's cheap, so there's that option. And um, LDU Davy Zuniak um, has been really good form in the back end of the season. I mean, he had a stinker the previous week, but up before that, he'd turned up four times in a row and of seven times of his last eight. I think now he's had eight of his last ten games have been a hundred plus, and has a pretty high ceiling as well. And plays Adelaide and then Gold Coast, so two teams that don't really tag, two teams that give up points. Um, mm. I I think he's a really good option to be honest with you, like un- underratedly good. May- maybe not in the same category as you know a Mills and a Walsh, but I I mean Parrish. Two weeks span though. Pardon? A two weeks span though, it's not a bad option. No, I think it's I think it's better than people expect. I mean, I love Essendon's fixtures as well with Port Adelaide and Richmond. Mm. You know, the, the teams that give up big midfield scores, but. I'm a little bit scared with the ins, just as you said. It's like kind of like why take the risk? I mean, Parrish has the upside though, so it is kind of worth taking the risk. Um, what Mills' downside is his role. Like he gets shafted out onto the wing um, and just for no reason as well. Uh, even though they've got a good draw with Collingwood leaking a lot of points and, and um, Saints leaking a lot of points, I, I don't really trust the role there. So... 
yeah, for me, it's probably back in Walsh at that price is probably the number one option. Dawson and LDU, I find really hard to split. I mean, as in the same breath as as uh, North Melbourne having a really good fixture, Adelaide as well. Like they, they've got North Melbourne themselves this week and then Port Adelaide in the last round as well. So Dawson's another good option. I, I think I probably would pick LDU over him. Um, outside of that, I know other options have been thrown up like Anderson. Um, I just wouldn't really go there. And I think I, I liked your idea with the DPP. Sorry, I feel like I'm going all over the place here, Chizo, But It's fine, mate. You go wherever you want. You've got the reins. <laughs> You've got the talking pillow. I, I feel like Sicily is, you know, a pretty solid 105 plus. If you need, if you want just to take, you know, back-to-back 100 plus scores, he'll get you there. And, and Angus Brayshaw, you know, I mentioned him before 100. I mean, look, to be honest, I, I, I already feel like I need to, um, apologize for the podcast last week, Chizo. Um, mm. Given we were asked many times, well, specifically to Lisa, um, who asked about Brayshaw and Stewart multiple times. And yeah. we're like, oh, Stewart. I mean, without knowing an Owens tag would be coming. But Brayshaw's been really good, like really, really good. I think it was on 84 at halftime against Collingwood. I mean, finished with 113, so that's not great, but he's certainly an option. Um, not not my highest as a midfielder, but he's definitely an option. And so I want to apologize for last week, Chizo. Did I talk around in circles enough to know where we stand or should I keep talking in circles? So many circles, I'm actually dizzy. I'm just going to have to sit down. I've got a bit of vertigo, so I'm going to sit down for a second. Mate, we're going to jump over to some Q&A from hashtag podcast questions in, in Slack. Excuse yep. me. Uh, Finn, Fiona, has uh, written in and said, please rank these options. I know. He's got Parrish, <laughs> Mills, Brayshaw, LDU, Anderson, Noah Anderson, and Jack Sinclair. Okay, so no Walsh, which is good because otherwise I would have said Walsh. Uh, yeah. I am going to rule out Brayshaw, I think... Yeah, I mean, Mills is just too good to put out two terrible scores. I do think that yeah. that Wines could put out two tons and LDU's probably going to... I'll probably pick LDU. Feeling kind of frisky, I think. <laughs> frisky and risky. I think that's... Uh, I, I think you just sent yourself into a spin and confused yourself. No, I, it's because that I'm thinking of the least downside option. So yeah. Mills, I'm, I have a tiny bit of concern. Parrish, I have a tiny bit of concern. They don't have this. They have higher ceilings than someone like LDU, but I have least concern about LDU. So I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna go there as a, as a two week punt. Um, I mean, because yep. Walsh isn't available. So if I yeah, if I'm ranking them as the question asks, I'm probably going LDU, Parrish, Mills, Sinclair. Yeah, and then I mean Anderson or Brayshaw, they're probably both worse than Wines at this point, so probably don't need to rank them that deep. Yeah, Witty has jumped in, has said of the three that we talked about earlier, Short, Crisp, and Darcy. Who would you upgrade out of Short. the three? I think yeah, I think that's a pretty come on, pretty obvious obvious question. Um, you know what? Pistol. You yes. know what? Before we before I get too excited with LDU as an option, I'm changing my answer and I'm pushing him down <laughs> because yeah. Cunnington's back this week. <laughs> oh, so you're suggesting we should just go straight to Cunnington? Uh, no. Um, oh, damn. 
I, I, I don't think so, but it just means his, his mid-time, I don't know how his mid-time will be impacted, so there is a risk there, so I'm revising, I'm revising and putting, I'm putting Mills first, putting yeah. out of those ones, and then, then Parish and then LTU. There so we go. you're seeing the light, is basically what you're saying. I'd hate for someone to end the podcast between my two revisions, then I'll just feel guilty. <laughs> you know I'm editing this, hey? Yeah. Okay. cool pistol that actually wraps up all the questions that we had in podcast questions this week it seems like people either don't have trades um or they're just resigned to their fate Uh, (laughs) or they don't it's really straightforward they don't need to ask us mate thank you for sitting down once again we've only got the this is only got the captaincies to go my favorite part that's right (laughs) that's right and i totally forgot about that i was about to wrap it up because i'm hungry mate um i think there's something that stands out for me, Lockie Neal versus the Saints, if the, the tag that uh, is going to Rich that we're contemplating, it's unlikely you're going to send two people uh, to, to do shutdown. Lockie's probably going to run free. I'm too scared that it goes to Neal because of what happened earlier in the season. So I would think I'm, I'm staying out of that game. And it's the same reason I'm staying out of the Bulldogs game as well because of that yeah, scary Ash. Ash tag. If you have Laird... It would be silly not to VC Laird. It would be so silly. I think that's like yep. the absolute golden lock um, there. But I don't have him. So where am I looking? I'm probably looking at Took against Geelong. Took plays really well up at Metricon Stadium and Geelong don't tag and they don't have the strongest midfield. So um, No Mark O'Connor. Yeah. He's, he's, he's out this week as well if they were going to send someone to him. So Took into Oliver. I think anyone into Oliver, if... You know, Carlton already have a weakened midfield without Kennedy and Hewitt and everyone else. So they there's there's should be plenty of ball for Oliver coming off a of 152. Um, all those options into Oliver feel really, really good for me. I, I don't really think I'd be contemplating too many other options, Chizo. Yeah. I don't like the Essendon boys, particularly just because of the ins that we've got. It's hard to say who's going to do what. Um, I, I think one of them's still going to score well, whether it's Zerrod or Parrish. I think it's still going to be a, a good get, um, but if we're looking for a Sunday game, there's not a whole lot in terms of matchups that I really like the look of. Richmond, no. Hawthorne, uh, Swans, Collingwood, Essendon, Port, you know, it's too much of a risk, so I really like the idea um, of focusing on the Saturday. Um, again, Neil is someone that I'm, probably, I'm a little bit cautious of, but I'm, you know, I'm more happy to go on him. The doggies are too hard to pick this year, particularly with a tag. Uh, for me, it's going to be Laird, uh, into an Oliver I, I, I yep. is uh, it's really really simple for me this week perfect alright well we'll wrap up then Chizo <laughs> mate thank you for sitting down with me once again no worries Mr. <laughs> it's been an awesome year um, regardless of how it's gone I really appreciate you community thank you so much for sticking a lot and out with us at this stage of the season if you've got a trade left make sure to let us know what you use it on and who you use it for and we'll talk to you all in the next episode hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.